Hi, and welcome to another episode of Park Bench Poetry. My name is Noelle. It will just be me um, today, and today we're going to talk about uh, life and change. So obviously I haven't done a podcast in a little while, but that's because of life and because of a lot of changes that are going on. Change goes on, you know, daily. You never know what's going to happen. There's some things we can try to, you know, alternate our paths towards, but ultimately we just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> so I've had a few changes in my life. Um, my sister recently had a baby, so now I'm an aunt, which is, I have to get used to saying that. I could be a cool aunt. Um, I'm having some job transitions. I'm going more towards, you know, acting and entertainment aspect. So I wanted to gear today's episode towards poems that have to do with change. And there's four poems here. Um, I'm going to go from shortest to longest because uh, they're all relatively short. So each poem is is geared toward change, different types of changes, um, either, you know, mostly mostly to do with life. So we're going to start with the first one, which is the shortest. It is four lines, <laughs> not even lines, I'd say. I could count 10 words by Brigitte DeVoe. And we're only haunted. It's it's short and sweet, but it is, you know, a gentle reminder to accept change as it comes and to keep moving forward. And that's by leaving behind the things we cannot change. And we make room for new beginnings and move forward with hope. So this is We're Only Haunted by Bridget DeVoe. We're only haunted by the things we refuse to accept end scene that's the whole poem (laughs) that is the whole thing it's to me it looks more of like a quote than a poem but um you know as we've talked about a poem can be anything so we're we're only haunted by the things we refuse to accept and I really resonate with that as I'm sure everybody does you know it's things happen to you in your life all the time things you didn't realize that were going to happen. And if you you go against it, then it's going to stay in the back of your head. It's going to stay in the pit of your stomach versus if you just accept that it's happened and move forward, you're just, it's just going to be another day, which is a very difficult thing to do depending on the situation. So, you know, losing a job that, you know, you've been working for the company for a long time and they just said, oh, you know, it's time to, it's time for you to leave. Or, um, God forbid you get in a car accident, new car, or my roommate, a tree fell on hers. And that was a big to do. (laughs) Um, kind of funny now, but then it wasn't. Stuff happens to different people every day. You never know what somebody's going through. So we're only haunted by the things we refuse to accept. It may only be 10 words, but it is impactful. And that short poem is a good one because it's kind of more like a mantra to me, um, or a good piece of advice. So I could post that, I, you know, I could put that somewhere up in my bedroom and be totally fine and just see that every morning and be like, oh, okay, let me reground myself. <laughs> We're only haunted by the things we refuse to accept. Bridget DeVoe, love that. And these poems, I really was just in the mood for poems to do with change. And rather than me searching through all my books, I really just Googled poems to do with change and I read through a bunch and I picked the ones that I liked so this next one 
is called Rebirth. Again, very short. This one's one, two, three, four, five, six, technically seven lines, but longer than We're Only Haunted. <laughs> um, Rebirth is by Alex L. So L takes a couple cues from Robert Frost. This is like a nature-inspired poem on change and the cycle of life, kind of like like Robert Frost's Nothing Gold Can Stay. Um, which you haven't read, Nothing Gold Can Stay. Again, Robert Frost is one of my favorite poems. He's just very relatable and he doesn't go, you know, crazy with, um, he doesn't sound like Shakespeare when he talks. So <laughs> need a little more brain power for Shakespeare. Um, but Rebirth by Alex L. reminds us that at every end exists a new beginning, you know, like flowers and trees, we must bloom, wilt, and bloom again. Or you know, we go dormant and then we reblossom in the spring. Nothing, nothing stays forever. We all change. And so this is Rebirth by Alex L. There will be moments when you will bloom fully and then wilt, only to bloom again. If we can learn anything from flowers, it is that resilience is born, even when we feel like we are dying. Again, that was Rebirth by Alex L. Another, you know, fairly short poem, but let's let's go through um, some of the stanzas. So the first sentence is, there will be moments when you will bloom fully and then wilt only to bloom again, bloom again um, which we're talking about you know, a flower blooming is a flower, but this is, you know, obvious talking about ourselves, you know, moments when you will bloom fully. So you'll have those days or those time periods in your life or those years when you're just on it, you know, you're feeling, you're feeling great. You're feeling genuine. Everything's going right. Um, your job, relationship, house, car, everything's beautiful, or even things that are you know, not as materialistic as that, you know, maybe your mental health is doing really well, uh, or your relationship with your mom's doing really well. Um, but it, you know, everything has to go through cycles. And that's because, and I'm going to go um, from the Chinese yin and yang, without the yin, there's no yang, or God without like, you know, the bad, there's no good, you wouldn't know what to compare it to. So there's those bad moments or those wilty moments are so important and educational for us to acknowledge them. We need to see and understand that it's happening to know that from the wilt, there will be a bloom. You will bloom again. So that was the first sentence, and that's what that means to me. The second sentence is, if we can learn anything from flowers, is that resilience is born even when we feel like we are dying is another another beautiful line if we can learn anything from flowers it is that resilience is born even when we feel like we are dying and that's <laughs> that's why like for my friends and family you know they go oh I can't believe that happened to you yada 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 and I say ah it builds character everything just builds <laughs> character um especially the bad things because if you can get through the bad things and you get it get through it well, then you just just create a better version of you. You know, you become more resilient, you become wiser with each 
thing that happens to you, good or bad, but for some reason, it's the bad ones that, that stick in your brain, you know? So if you can turn that bad thing again into something good, something positive, then you create that resilience. If that thing happens to you again, you're way more resilient and you can bounce back a lot quicker, which is the important part is bouncing back. And that's something I've been listening to. Not a poet, um, but this man I love, Dr. Joe Dispenza, talks about it's okay to acknowledge like a bad feeling or have a negative emotion. It's just your resilience and your your ability to bounce back. You don't want to stay in that place for too long. So love that. That's where I come. That's where my brain goes in that line. The resilience is born even when we feel like we are dying. Um, and that's really, that settles in my heart really nicely for me. Okay, so next is called Change by Wendy Vidlock, V-I-D-E-L-O-C-K. And this one, another quick poem, um, a little bit longer than the first two, but it brings forth like the complex relationship many of us have with change. You know, it's very difficult to go through, but it's something that we must go through in order to grow. Um, and it's powerful enough to bring people together, but also it can tear them apart through change. Um, in this poem, change becomes a godlike figure, which, you know, if you're, if you have any faith or whatever you believe in, God, Allah, you know, why flowers grow, um, it, you can still, you can still resonate with this poem. Just change God to whatever you believe in. Um, but Vidlock's tone really brings us to confront the idea that change is sometimes hardest to come by when we seek it most. Isn't that true? Especially when it comes to relationships. You know, they always say whenever you're looking, you're not going to find it. And then when you stop looking, there he is, there she is. <laughs> um, so this, this poem, again, changed by Wendy Vidlock. And here we go. Change is the new. Improved word for God. Lovely enough to raise a song or implicate a sea of wrongs. Mighty enough, like other gods, to shelter, bring together, and estrange us. Please God, we seem to say, change us. And again, that's changed by Wendy Vidlock. So technically longer in length, but not as many words. <laughs> so let's go through this one. Change is a new improved word for God. Because, you know, God is seer of all things and knows what's going on and gives you free will. But as you know, is it's a it's a partnership you have with God. You have free will, but he's like, eh, maybe you, <laughs> nah, I think you need a little nudge this way. <laughs> or that's how I see him as a very, as a very humorous God. Otherwise I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so change is a new improved word for God, which I love that. Lovely enough to raise a song or implicate a sea of wrongs. And you have the good versus the bad there. Um, mighty enough like other gods to shelter and bring together, but also estrange us. So that there's the, there's the change. So depending on what your change is, sometimes it brings people into your life. Sometimes it removes people from your life. Sometimes it brings you a job. Sometimes you lose a job. Sometimes you gain a car. Sometimes a car, a tree falls on your car. <laughs> um, 
So it's just life's a little roller coaster. And I love when they put something that seems so complicated in such a small amount of words and it's just all laid out there and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, so that's how I feel about this poem. You know, it's very, which they're all, they seem so simple and you just kind of feel like someone smacked you on the head and said, duh. Um, so like other gods to shelter, bring together and estrange us. Please God, we seem to say, change us. I feel like everybody's always ask. we're always asking for something, you know, not many, not many people you see are very, very content with what they have. I myself lately have been, um, you know, subject to complaining a lot, which I've never been like that before. And when you complain, you're lacking in, in gratitude for things, for everything, um, So when I read this poem, it really makes me, I feel like I'm always looking through a glass plated window and someone finally wiped away like the dirt off the window. Now I can see through more clearly. Like there's still specks of dirt around the window, but it's getting more visible through it. There's more light coming in and there's, you know, I'm able to see out better. So please God, we seem to say change us, you know, and some people don't do as well with change as others. Um, me, myself, I actually, and I'm sure most people do when you get down to it, I thrive in change. I get so desolate and bored when everything's the same. I know they always say stick to a routine. I effing hate, I hate routine. I love it when things are different every day. I love change. I literally went to my college you know, away from home, just so I could have a big change, new people, new friends, um, moved away from home for a new environment, new change. I love, love, love change. And actually just now with what I've been going through in my own life, I just had an epiphany that I really do love change. And And I've always loved change, but for some reason, like I'm not an anxious person. I'm usually very calm, relaxed, at ease, go with the flow. And over the past couple of years, I have been against, I've been like grinding against things that we're trying to let happen. I wasn't going with the flow as much. So I, I kind of just totally forgot that I absolutely love change. <laughs> I love it when things are different. Because you, again, you just never know, you just never know what's going to happen. And usually when you get pushed in a direction or shoved, in my case, it's even greater of a change, usually in a positive way. So that was changed by Wendy Vidlock. And I really, I loved her. I'll probably, I love the other two poems, but this one kind of sat home with me a little more than the other two. All right. And um, fourth and final, it's called The Tide Rises and the Tide Falls by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I love that name. (laughs) Um, And this one is similar to Rebirth, um, not by length, but in meaning. It draws a parallel between nature and the cycle of life. 
So the tide, now we're talking more about water, must rise and fall, as does the sun, as do we. And then this poem is a reminder that in darkness, we must trust that new light will come again. Right? So you never stay in the dark forever. You never stay in the dark forever. You never usually don't stay in the light forever, but you can be happy with both. You can be happy in the dark and the light, but just know that's not your permanent residence. So this is The Tide Rises, The Tide Falls by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. The tide rises, the tide falls, the twilight darkens, the curlew calls. Along the sea stands, damp and brown, the traveler hastens toward the town. And the tide rises, the tide falls, darkness settles on roofs and walls. But the sea, the sea in the darkness calls, the little waves with their soft white hands, efface the footprints in the sands. And the tide rises, the tide falls, the morning breaks, the steeds in their stalls, stamp and neigh as the hostler calls. The day returns, but nevermore returns the traveler to the shore, and the tide rises, the tide falls. Again, that was The Tide Rises, The Tide Falls by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I love this poem. Um, I really love the imagery that he creates. And this was one I had to read a few times <laughs> before I really, like, I understand what the poem is about, but, um, you know, I always try to put myself in maybe the poet's shoes, maybe what they're seeing or how they're feeling, how they've created um, these words into a poem. So I'm going to break it down a little bit. All right. So the tide rises, the tide falls, up and down, negative, positive, dark light, yada, yada. Twilight darkens, the curlew calls. I'm pretty sure Curlew is a bird from um, just context clues. <laughs> Twilight darkens, the Curlew calls. So when it's, as it becomes night, you have certain birds, certain flowers that also bloom and come out at night, animals. Um, so you can, again, you can be positive in the night or in the darkness, metaphorically or physically. Um, along the sea, sands damp and brown. The traveler hastens toward the town and the tide rises, the tide falls. So even though he's going about his day, you know, it's, they're still up and down. This, the tide still comes in, the tide still comes out, no matter, no matter what, no matter what you're doing, no matter how your day is going, the tide rises, the tide falls. Darkness settles on roofs and walls, so it's getting dark, but the sea, the sea in the darkness calls. The little waves with their soft white hands a face of footprints in the sand. So um, a face of footprints in the sands, it's washing away the footprints in the sands. Um, so like the, the way the waves work, you create the footprints actually from, from your weight in the water and the sand, and then the tide just washes it away. It's all new. 
You know, it's just starting over. It's like you were never there. <laughs> and the tide rises, the tide falls. All right, the morning breaks, the steed in the stalls, which I love horses, so this was nice. <laughs> Stamp and neigh, and the hostler calls. The day returns, but nevermore returns a traveler to the shore. The tide rises, the tide falls. So that's what I got mostly out of this poem. And I'm not a poet laureate. I'd never studied poetry. I just love poetry and I take what I get from it. And that's how poetry should work for anybody. It doesn't matter how it sounds to you or what your interpretation is. If it's different from yours or somebody else's, it's really what you get out of it. And what my takeaway from this poem was, you know, was that was that mostly from the first stanza was about how no matter what you're doing, there's going to be dark and light no matter what. And then there's there's beautiful things that come out of the darkness. The tide is just kind of it's it's the bell curve or not the bell curve. It's the roller coaster of life. So like, you know, maybe yesterday you went and did something, but today is a brand new day. It's a fresh start. Every day is a brand new day, a fresh start. And that's the tide washing away the footprints. And, you know, even though in the morning, everybody knows it's morning, but it's still going to be the same. You still have a fresh new day. Um, you never know it's going to happen. There's going to be change, but that that roller coaster of life still there and that tide will wash your footprints away. Loved this poem a little more. Um, not as straightforward, I'd say, as the other three, but that's why I had to read this one a few times. <laughs> and that's okay. You don't have to tell anybody you read it a few times as long as you get something out of it. And when you find a poet that speaks to your brain the way that you understand it more clearly, that's when it's fun. That's when you're like, oh, you get me, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. <laughs> I'm going to name my firstborn child Wadsworth Longfellow. That's that's official now. So the tide rises, the tide falls. So all four poems were about change and all, you know, similar, similar themes, but in different ways. Um, we're only the haunted by things you refuse to accept very short. There will be moments when you will bloom fully and then wilt only to bloom again. If we can learn anything from flowers, it's that resilience is born even when we feel like we are dying. Rebirth and then change is the new improved word for God. Lovely enough to raise a song or implicate a sea of wrongs. Mighty enough like other gods to shelter, bring together and estrange us. Please God, we seem to say change us. All similar umbrella of change but set in different ways. So I'm hoping you resonated with one of those poems. Maybe you understood, maybe it, you know, reached out to you. And I really, really hope that it encourages you to read more and to understand that poetry is for anybody. And almost anything's a poem because they were all very different. <laughs> I think we had like one slight rhyme in one of the poems. So no, poems don't have to rhyme, by the way, if you didn't know that yet. But um, you could you could write one yourself. That first one's four lines and it kind of sounds more like a quote or a mantra to me, but it's poetry. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Park Bench Poetry. So I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day or evening and accept the change coming to you and know that you can grow in the darkness or the light. Thank you.